Rocking Horse, a personal biography of Betty Hutton, by Jean Arseri. Prologue Somewhere in between her fall from grace and God's will, in 1977, I met Betty Hutton. During the months that we spent together, Betty wanted me to know and understand her side of the story, behind the scandalous headlines of her life. Even the best and most intimate of the articles written had been unable, for lack of a close personal contact, to capture its subject. Not one of them could give an honest picture of the human being buried inside. She knew I had no desire to pass any moral judgment as she spoke with me about the flood of gossip. This is her story, her long-hidden feelings, her heart and soul. Introduction Once upon a time, Hollywood lived within a glass playpen, inhabited by beauty and talent that grew older but never matured. Fate cast stones of time, and world changes destroyed the daydreams and brought nightmares to its offspring left naked to the fans who, wishing to shield themselves from reality, wanted their idols immortal, forever young and beautiful. The studio treasures were unlocked and sold, and the nebulous stars screamed in the wilderness, reaching out for escape in drugs, Judy Garland, alcohol, William Holden, perversion, Rock Hudson, or for some, the final take, suicide, Marilyn Monroe. For Betty Hutton, the symbolic rocking horse ran away. At age 21 in 1942, Betty Hutton won instant stardom. She was earning $250,000 a year pre-inflation. As if to make all of her dreams come true, she fell in love. Paramount Studios lined up top pictures for her opposite their biggest stars. Songs were especially written for her. One of them, My Rocking Horse Ran Away, became so identified with her that whenever she appeared at an army camp, navy base, Hollywood canteen, or anywhere else, audiences demanded Rocking Horse, and the way Betty sang it was as if she lifted it off the ground and gave it wings. Ten years later, the beautiful, painted, jeweled, shiny champion that rode her to fame and fortune was now rotting wood, mutilated, its paint peeling, its glass eyes blinded, its springs broken. It couldn't transport her anymore. It had reached a shadowy dead end. A sad, lonely end to a life that had once become so like a fairy tale, only to have itself played out in despair. It was, she believed, the end of everything, career, ambition, the material world. Hers was a soul in darkness, and when baptized by fire, reached out for help at the last desolate moment. Then her spirit soared into the light, a light that led the way to a kindly priest and the patron saint of the lost.